0: GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I hope you're having a great morning this morning. Yesterday, when I got done with the podcast, I spent literally hours, probably around six or seven hours on this new website. It's not a new website. It's new to me, but it's called Manifold. I don't know if you guys ever used it. It's a way to make your own NFTs. And so it's just a way to, you can either do single NFTs. You can do additions, which means that you can have one picture and you make 20 of them. You know what I'm saying? You can do a batch, which means you have multiple pictures. Let's say if you have 10 different pictures that you want to turn into NFTs. You can just batch them and throw them up there, so people could buy one, number one, number two, number three. If you have like a series, and so you, like you can, uh, wait, what do you want to say? You want to label it, call it, or make it a season, if you will. You could do that, and so I, I guess that this is some not new to a lot of people who are NFTs, but for me, sitting down for like six, seven hours to play with all of this was very fun. The thing I really liked about all of this is that you can use the test net, the Ethereum test net, so you can get some. Ethereum dropped to you in a faucet, some testnet Ethereum. Use this testnet Ethereum to mint your test NFTs to play with the whole network. It's going to be all free and you can use this asset. And so anyway, I just had a great time yesterday understanding how to use these NFT things, these NFT tools to sound a little more professional, NFT tools. And I I don't know. I, I really want you to check it out. Link is in the show notes. Check it out. Tell me what you think, and if you have any other assets or tools that I can play with because I really want to start playing a little bit more and learning a little bit more of the, I don't know, the the operations of the crypto space, the NFT space, the AI space, let me know. Matthew Aaron at Crypto. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Time is 9.14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $24,117, up 0.4% in 24, but down 1.5% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,661, up 1. 1.5 in 24, down 1 in 7. Tether's number 3, Binance is number 4 at 310, up about 0.8%, and USDC's is number 5, rounding off the top 10. We have XRP, Cardano, Polygon, BUSD and dozed coin. Let's take a look at that total market cap. That total market cap is sitting at $1.09 trillion, down about 0.8% in 24, a BTC dominance of 42.2 and an F dominance of 18.4. We have some weird movement today in Baby Floki. Baby Floki coin, what the hell is Baby Floki coin? All I know is it said that it's trending right now and it's up about 91.3% in 24 hours. So if you have baby Floki and you are up 91.3% in 24 hours, could you please sell it? This is not a financial advice. I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm just saying that I can't see baby Floki coin being the next Bitcoin, the next Dos coin, the next SHIB even. But we didn't even know SHIB was going to be the next SHIB. I don't know. You do you. Moving into today's headlines, the liquidator of Three Eros Capital said they have NFTs belonging to Three Eros Capital, and they're going up for sale, but the sale will not include a prize selection of its portfolio. A senior managing director at advisory firm Tenio and a joint liquidator at Three Eros Capital said that the purpose of this sale is to realize the value of the NFTs for the purpose of the liquidation. The process, however, will not include the so-called Starry Night Capital Fund, a collection of assets put together by the synonymous collector Vincent van doe for three arrows capital starry night capital back when it was launched in august of 2021 three arrows capitals said starry night capital wants to be a new fund for assembling the world's finest collection of nfts the liquidator has already taken custody of that collection which includes art blocks crypto punks rare Pepe assets and more the value of three arrows capital's nfts are around 21 million. Canada, they're taking steps to regulate stablecoins and the Canadian Securities Administrators or the CSA made up of security regulators from each of the 10 provinces and 3 territories in Canada they've published a long list of the new requirements for crypto companies wishing to stay legal and compliant and they're taking aim at stablecoins trading platforms will now be prohibited from allowing customers to buy or deposit stablecoins or other value-referenced crypto assets or VRCA's without the CSA's prior written consent. Obtaining consent means due diligence requirements, including ensuring that that stablecoin is backed by fiat currency. Canadian regulars, they're going to prefer to use the term VRCA, or value reference crypto assets, rather than stablecoins, because they found that um, they're not so stable. The CSA said, For greater certainty, we would not expect to provide consent in respect of a VRCA that is not fully backed by an appropriate reserve or rather maintains a value through an algorithm. So basically what they're saying is they're not going to honor algorithmic stable coins. If you're backed by the dollar, if you're backed by the Canadian dollar. All right, cool. Maybe the pound, maybe the euro, maybe the yen, maybe the yuan, maybe the dong, maybe the yuan. Not an algorithm. In the United States, as you know, the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, issued a Wells notice to Paxos earlier this month, alleging that BUSD stablecoin is an unregistered security. So what I'm seeing around North America is that we have maybe a coordinated effort trying to rein in these crypto assets, stablecoins. Is it inevitable because of the effect from the cause? And the cause, of course, being the poorly ran companies and scammers that fell over the past year. 3 Euros capital, Luna... FTX, or is it a bigger scheme? Are we going to go down the crypto conspiracy theory rabbit hole and say that the Fed's talking to the Canadian Fed and the governments and the administrators trying to bring in that CBDC or just protect their fiat currencies? And now we're joined with Stacey Elliott, senior writer and also a GM host. How are you doing, Stacey?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: So I'm great. Thank you very much. So you just uh, dropped a, an article about Coinbase and they're releasing a testnet for base, which confused me because I didn't know if base was a la- Ethereum layer two or it was something different. But you just told me it was a testnet for Ethereum layer two, correct?
2: Yes, that's right. So this is to Ethereum what Optimism or Polygon are. This is going to be you know cheaper faster this is scaling ethereum so it all is based on and secured by ethereum but this is not ethereum proper this is not the main net
0: so what is this going to do for coinbase and why are they doing this
2: so this this is really interesting because they sent out a tweet yesterday with you know just the blue circle emoji and you know put today's date on it and got everybody chattering you know crypto twitter loves to you know hatch uh, conspiracy theories about what's coming up so Jesse Pollock talked to me yesterday. He's, you know, one of their senior heads of engineering. He leads the team that's been working on this for a couple months. So they want this to kind of be something that incubates within Coinbase. And they want to see this bring the next million dApps and billion mm. users into the space like they, they mm. hope this is going to really do it. What they've made very clear to me when they were talking to me is that this is not going to come with a token. Because, you know, yesterday, of course, some of the theories that were flying around is that, okay, win token, this is going to be a token drop. You know, here comes the airdrop. Um, They say there's not going to be a token. And that's kind of interesting because all the other layer twos do have a token. This is kind of how some of them incentivize people to build in their ecosystem is that, you know, you get tokens sent to you if you're testing code on their test net and things like that. But they say they think they can do it with a different incentive model. And they say base is going to be so good so competitive that they're not gonna need a token to drive activity there.
0: So just so everybody knows, a layer two usually makes a network faster and cheaper. And this is why they are um, adding this to it, just to make it faster, cheaper, easier to develop. Is that it?
2: Yeah, so the way uh, layer twos work is basically they batch transactions They get settled off chain on a different chain, not on Ethereum. And then essentially what are receipts get sent back to Ethereum? I think it takes about a week for them to get back. And that's just because some of the parties have about a week to kind of contest, you know, what's actually transacted. But it, it basically just makes things faster and cheaper, which, of course, for the end users is good. You know, you you don't want to pay high fees for transactions.
0: Right. An article dropped by our colleague, Andre Bogensky uh, He said, dropped an article that says Coinbase not throwing in the towel on NFT marketplace despite weak volume. Does this mm-hmm. have anything to do with that?
2: As far as I know, no, it doesn't. Although they did say that base is going to be the home for all their on-chain products. So, you know, it sounds like this is going to be the home for that NFT marketplace how much longer that marketplace is alive. I don't know. I know that they've said it's kind of, they've slimmed down the team there and stuff like that. So it's it's hard to say, like it's, I would say volumes there have been pretty low for a while. It's not clear what they're actually gonna do with that.
0: Understood. Stacy. thanks for v- very much for writing this up and coming on and talk to us about it.
2: Sure, thank you.
0: Speaking of Coinbase news, Coinbase signaled yesterday that they're not gonna back away from its NFT marketplace anytime soon despite basically no volume over the past week coinbase nfts only seen around 41 sales or less than three in volume or four thousand nine hundred dollars this seems like bad news but coinbase had a kind of a bit of bad news in the past couple months last month it said it was going to release around 950 employees and then had a second round of layoffs for around 1100 employees but at the same time profits were up in q4 of last year Fear, uncertainty, and doubt spread across the crypto community yesterday as news spread of an apparent outage on the Polygon network. Avax Amen tweeted, Why is no one talking about the fact that Polygon's last block was two hours ago? McBrennan tweeted, The fact that Polygon is literally down right now is an absolute undeniable truth. There is a literal exodus of devs to Solana. Check the dev growth. Oops. Well, looks as though it was an overreaction. Polygon did not experience any outages and they did not experience any outage in processing blocks. The spokesperson for Polygon said, Block production never stopped. However, there could have been some degradation of the network performance temporarily. Those nodes have resynced and the systems are back to normal. The panic appears to have come from an outage on Polyscan. It's an independent chain explorer that monitors and analyzes activity on Polygon. Polygon, they're not taking the criticism line down. They shot back at Solana. They said, Sirs, do not panic this is not Solana. In reference to Solana, often going down. So the past couple of days we've been talking about Blur. It's a marketplace for NFTs. Just came out. And one of the co-founders has doxxed himself. But only after crypto Twitter has began piecing things together of who he was. His name is and I'm going to mess this up horribly T.A. Shun Ruker. He prefers to go by Pac-Man though. Obviously because nobody can pronounce his name. Not even me. I know I messed it up. But Sorry about that. I couldn't even find it online. Anyway, he's a 24-year-old who worked as a software engineer at the e-commerce site Teespring and then dropped out of high school. He co-founded StrongInto and took it to Y Combinator. He did a two-year stint at MIT, or the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and then he dropped out after two years. He found crypto domain startup Namebase, which he raised $5 million for and then sold it to Namecheap within three years. Pretty impressive. Blur now commands 80.6% of the market share of NFT exchanges, while OpenSea takes about 145 based on trading volume. Anyway, this marketplace came from nowhere. And now they're absolutely killing it. And finally, Tom Emmer, one of the Congress's most vocal cryptocurrency advocates, introduced legislation yesterday, seeking to bar the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency, or CBDC, directly to individuals. He says that this would erode Americans' right to financial privacy. Tom Emmer said this, in quote, Any digital version of the dollar must uphold our American privacy values. Individual sovereignty and free market competitiveness. Anything less opens the door to the development of a dangerous surveillance tool. And I am very happy that he says this. I'm very happy that there's legislators out there paying attention to this move of uh, CBDC's and wanting to protect your privacy. The thing is, is you guys know me politically. I don't know if I really believe or agree with Tom Emmer most of the time, but I swear he is like one of the only voices in Washington that is advocating for American privacy, that's trying to uphold the Constitution, things that I think this country was founded on. And it's just impressive that we have a couple individuals like there. I just hope that people are paying attention in Washington. I hope that people are paying attention about this whole CBDC thing, because I swear it is gonna be a very dangerous tool. If you make the tool, if you build this weapon, and it will be used as a weapon, they will use it as a weapon. They say right now it's gonna be better for taxes or moving money around, make the dollar more competitive, but it's only a matter of time till it's turned against us. It's only a matter of time till our data is just sold like crazy and it's monitored 24 7, maybe monitoring in real time and figuring out how to sell to us at the moment or market to us at the moment or just flag things that we're buying Uh, maybe insurance company says oh he's buying soda pop again or bacon i love bacon or bacon it's bad for your health insurance premiums go up imagine that if they know where you're buying so they can adjust your car premiums your insurance premiums your life insurance that's just not right and i can see that happening so be vigilant and thank you tom emmer Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. Leave us a comment. Five-star ratings if you're on Spotify. Five-star rating, please. And always send me an email. MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Link email is in the show notes. My Twitter is in the show notes. Decrypt's email is in the show notes. Decrypt's websites in the show notes. So check it out. Anyway, hope you guys have a great Thursday. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.